Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Today, listen, it's the second day of January of 2024. For many of you, it's your first day back in your normal life, right? Maybe you had yesterday off. The kids are back at school. You're back at work trying to get into the flow. Maybe you've ruined your... New Year's resolution already. Uh, I haven't even embarked on anything. So um, I'm the byproduct of low expectations when it comes to New Year's resolutions. But a lot of like what, what I feel like, and I talked about with the stock market a few minutes ago, is, you know, sentiment, how it feels going into the coming year. I, you know, listen, it's just symbolic. It's just another day, but it is a new year. And uh, a lot of things out there are looking forward. What's going to happen in 24? What's going to things you should watch for? And, you know, someone we have on the show all the time, a good friend of the show, Alex Putterman from CT Insider, joining us here in Brian and Company. Happy New Year, my friend. How are you? I'm good, Brian. How are you? Happy New Year. Yeah. Did you take some time off or no? Yeah, I got a little time off over the holidays. Um, I know everybody loves this day when you're you're back at work and staring down a, a full uh, <laughs> a full work schedule for the next year. Well, I mean, let me ask you journalistically, do you, like, do you have a lot like in, you don't have to give me specific ideas of what you're working on, but like for me, creatively, it's difficult because the, the, there's not a lot of news generated in the news cycle. And, and so like creatively, sometimes I think this time of year is really difficult, but do you have a lot of stuff, you know, germinating? Yeah, um, to some extent. And I think, uh, you know, it slows down a little bit because there's not as much news going on. So you are kind of scraping for what what news you can find. Um, but at least for me, it, it it does slow down a little bit at the holidays um, for better and for worse, as you're alluding to. Yeah, no doubt about it. So what are some of the things you know that you can read the piece at CNT, CTinsider.com? But what are some of the things you're, you were looking at uh, heading into next year that you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. So if we're talking about you know, what we're, what's going to happen in Connecticut in 2024, you got to start with elections. Obviously, you know, Connecticut is in a big swing state in a presidential race the way that, you know, Georgia or Arizona or Michigan or Pennsylvania is. But, you know, we've got two primaries in April. We've got a general election in, in November. And, you know, within that, there are, there are Connecticut specific races like the uh, Johanna Hayes, um, George Logan rematch, um, uh, out in the, uh, I think it's the fifth yes. district, yeah. um, that, uh, you know, could be very close. It's, it's totally possible that Connecticut will have a Republican representative for the first time, um, in, in quite a while. Of course, it's also possible that, that that won't happen. So that's definitely something to look at. I mean, talk about elections, the Bridgeport situation still hasn't re- resolved yet. So that's gonna, you know, everybody hopes, uh, resolve one way or the other in, in 2024, the contested mayoral race between Joe Gannon and John Gomes. 
And then, you know, a bunch of stuff that kind of happened this year that is just going to continue to unfold. We're going to learn a lot more about the state police ticket scandal as some of these investigations come back. Um, Some of the policy debates, um, you know, about affordable housing, for example, are going to continue to rage. Um, One that I've been keeping a close eye on is all of the federal pandemic relief money um, that has sort of fueled a lot of institutions the last few years is going to expire in 2024. So K-12 schools, colleges, nonprofits that have relied on some of this money um, are either going to have to make cuts or the legislature is going to have to help them or they're going to have to get creative about how to kind of keep some of this programming going. So that's, that's a big one that I'll be watching. Well, let me unpack a couple of those that you just you brought up a whole bunch of stuff. We're talking with Alex Putterman from CT Insider. Just in terms of Bridgeport, I mean, I think it's so unfortunate because what is the prim- the primary is at the end of this month, correct? Yes. And then they would have if 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 John Gomes wins the primary, then they'd have another general election. But if if Joe Gannum wins the primary, then it's over. Yeah, I mean, officially, if there are multiple candidates still in the race, they would have to have a a general election. So if um, Gomes loses the primary and still wants to be in the election, they'll have another another vote? Uh, that is my understanding. I mean, wow. uh, you know, I think, you know, I'm not an expert on that situation, but I mean, at some point, if you have lost, you know, multiple times, maybe you say, all right, <laughs> that's enough voting, <laughs> enough democracy for, for one year. Uh, well, the thing but, is, uh, any, anyone who's still engaged in Bridgeport voting is, I mean, they don't know what they're voting for. I mean, I just think it's its a shame because, it, I mean, the the way that it is, it's going to benefit Ganim too. You don't have to comment on it because it's not your place. But, I mean, it, it just seems like, you know, nobody's going to know what's going on or what they're voting for. Yeah. And, and so they'll see the familiar name. I, I just think it's its its kind of a travesty, not a tragedy. But um, yeah. it's yeah. we're well, talking and, with Alex Butterman from CT Insider. But the primary is late this month, and I thought if Ganim won, then it would be it. But maybe maybe not. I haven't looked into it deep enough either myself. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's hard enough to get turnout for municipal elections um, as is, you know, especially in, in cities. And so having to do it three or four times, it, yeah, it, it, it definitely kind of, the whole process. You're asking a lot of voters to just keep coming out and to continue continue to kind of have faith in the system, even as all of this stuff is going yeah, on. It's brutal. The other thing, I mean, I've talked to a lot of people. You know how we did the rounds at the holiday parties and so on, and I talked to a lot of lobbyists and other people. And some people think healthcare is going to become a, a, a big story in the next session, but obviously, housing is a massive thing. Right now, the real estate market's frozen. There's not a lot of new housing, and there's not a lot of affordable housing. What, what is your sense of what we what what can happen or in 2024? Yeah, I think a lot of these debates that we've seen in the last few sessions are going to pop up again in 2024 and in, in the coming months. I think what's striking to me in reporting on this issue, and I have a couple stories about this coming out later this week, actually. Um, But what's interesting is everybody kind of agrees or at least says they agree that affordable housing is an issue. It's it's hard, not impossible, but hard to find lawmakers or, or, you know, decision makers in Connecticut who say, no, we don't need to worry about affordable housing. Right. Everybody kind of acknowledges it. You know, in the gubernatorial race uh, in 2022, Bob Stefanowski said we need more affordable housing. He disagreed with Lamont and certainly disagreed with some of the the more progressive lawmakers about how to achieve that. But there, I think it's some consensus that we need to do something. It has just been extremely, extremely difficult to get anybody to agree on what the something is. And I think you're going to see those same sorts of fights where, um, you know, the suburban towns and rural towns kind of want one thing and, and some of the 
cities and, and maybe some of the more uh, progressive Democratic lawmakers want another thing. And so far, it's been kind of little bites and legislation that gets watered down and that doesn't wind up doing too much. And, you know, if you ask the governor, he would say we're doing a lot. If you ask some of the advocates, they would say we're hardly doing anything. And I think that push and pull is going to probably continue into the next year and probably beyond. Yeah, I mean, it's not a story that's going to be solved in 24. I just... I, it seems like they're in every area that I do a, you know, look at a story. It's like not in my backyard with affordable housing. And at some point, you know, someone's got to lead here. But you know, there's a lot of a lot of push and pull here on the leadership side of it. So we'll, we'll and wait. You, and see. you make a good point, Brian, because you know I was focusing on what's going to happen at the state legislature, but this continues to play out in practically every town in the state every day. I mean, oh, you, if yeah. you you know read our papers, you're going to see a story about a you know fight over a housing development you know, every week, if not every day. So in that sense, it plays out all the time as well. Totally. Yeah, listen, we're talking with Alex Potter from CT Insider. The one other thing I want to ask you before we let you go, Alex, and I appreciate the time, as always, is uh, EVs. It seems like, you know, they sort of, I don't know, thought they would just sort of, it would just sort of happen, you know, we're going to follow California and that people would roll over. I, I don't take a political stance on the EV thing necessarily, but I was encouraged that, you know, if people didn't like it, they spoke up and ha- affected change, whereas I, you know, I worry that issues like this would just be met with apathy. But the EV issue was not met with apathy in Connecticut, and I'm wondering if they, tr- if Lamont tries to implement, you know, follow the California standards in the in the legislature, I'm not sure there's an appetite for that. Yeah, I mean that it's definitely possible that that becomes a big fight. I mean we've we've seen it with these transportation issues before. Uh, you know, we all remember the the tolls wars of oh, yeah. what was it 2019. Uh, you know, is it possible that that EVs kind of becomes the new tolls? I, I, you know, that's that's not for me to say. I don't know, but uh, you're right that that uh, something that was supposed to be kind of like a little procedural thing did become a little bit of a scuffle. And I, I'm not sure the average person it was really, you know, keyed in on that issue uh, yet. But it, it definitely could could become a bigger one um, in the coming year. I mean, on the other hand. I think society is already kind of moving toward renewable energy and moving toward EVs. And, and, you know, Connecticut is obviously part of that. And and maybe, I don't know, I'm not sure. Maybe you're right, but I'm not sure if if there is kind of the, if people want to put their foot down on that. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of what we have to wait and see. I mean, a lot of people think it is a a blip in the onward march of it. And, 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 you know, I also think that if, it, you know, the, the cars are staying on the lots longer, prices are still really high for most people. So and and so it's it, I'm not saying it, it's like an inflection point, but it, it is an interesting time in the growth of that 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 segment of, of, of the auto industry. So we'll definitely be keeping an eye on it. Listen, we got to run We're up against the clock, Alex, and hopefully one of these days in 24, you'll come in studio for a little bit and hang out. Just say the word. I'll be there. All right. Thanks. Alex Putterman with CT Insider. Have a good one, Alex. We appreciate it. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.